Hello everyone, and welcome to yet another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is I Need No Name, and honestly, we weren't going to record one. Like, we did not think it was going to be necessary. We thought that Bayern Munich would get past Saarbrücken, and it would be an uneventful game, and Chuck would just record a small section of it for his weekend warm-up. Then that happened, and I, 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 I... I'm honestly, genuinely at a loss for words, which is probably a bad way to start a podcast. But let me just, let me try and talk about this game. And it just boggles my mind that we are now in November, the 1st of November, technically the 2nd here where I am recording. And Bayern Munich are already out of the treble. There is no chance of winning it. For the third time in four years, we have gone out of the second round of the FB Pokal. It... I, I don't know. I, I think I thought I was going to make this into a rant and swear and do those things that, you know, has become typical of my type of podcast when things go so horrendously, horribly, terribly wrong, which has happened quite a few times in the last few years. But I don't know if I even have the energy for that because I genuinely cannot I cannot bring myself to get angry about a team that is so abject as this Bayern Munich team is under Thomas Tuchel. We won 8-0 against Darmstadt before this, coming into this game. But does anyone think, other than the people who keep spamming our comment sections and Twitter, saying that all that matters is results, does anyone who actually watches games think that Bayern Munich is any good this year? Does anyone seriously think that this squad is performing to its potential? I'm not going to sit here and say that this squad is perfect, but... Saarbrücken, a near relegation in the third tier of German football. Bayern Munich are in the UEFA Champions League and are one of the teams expected to be in the running to win it every single year. This is the difference that we're talking about. Harry Kane makes more as a salary than Saarbrücken has in terms of their entire squad cost. I'm pretty sure Harry Kane's sal- not salary transfer fee costs more than Saarbrücken Stadium, honestly. And he didn't even play. And unfortunately for him, he's just missed out on another trophy. He came here to win more trophies and he's not going to get them. I haven't even talked about the game because there's nothing to say. Thomas Tuchel has made this Bayern Munich team into a diabolical... It's, it's, words fail me. It is a travesty to experience Bayern Munich football under Thomas Tuchel. When Bayern were last locked out by a lower league side, that was Holstein Kiel, who were in the two Liga, and they were doing quite well in the two Bundesliga that time. So it's a very different situation from Saarbrücken, for example. Back then, now, first of all, I was lucky enough to not have to witness that game with my own two eyes because I was asleep because I had an exam that time. And second, Flick at least had Bayern Munich playing decent football every single game. So you could think of that game as more or less a fluke. This one is not a fluke. Bayern Munich have been playing this exact same way for weeks and weeks and weeks, and Saarbrücken somehow miraculously became the first team to really punish us. When the lineup was announced, I did not have any alarm bells going off in my head, except one, which is the fact that Sané started. And at the time, I thought, why is Sané in the lineup today? Like, can't we beat a third-tier team without Sané? He has been our best player all season, but, like... Really, do we really need Sane or Kane on the pitch to beat literally any of our opponents? Like, 
we should be able to do without him for one game. But it's quite clear why Tuchel doesn't rotate at all, because his team has nothing to it except individual quality. Thomas Muller did score, but the way he scored was very atypical for him. And I, I, I was a bit surprised. I was quite happy that he scored, but I was surprised the way he did score because it was outside the box. And maybe that should have been our clue that things were going wrong because Thomas Muller, when he's taking shots from outside the box, it means that he's not getting space to take them inside. And that means that Bayern Munich are not getting shots in the right positions. And that turned out to be the right case because in the end, Saarbrücken made it 1-1 thanks to a horrible mistake by Franz Kratzig who made a back pass, a poor back pass. And well, after that, Bayern could not get back into the game, could not put enough pressure on the Saarbrücken defense to make them crack open. It was a lot like the VRL game under Julian Nagelsmann. The only difference being that was VRL, who are a team in La Liga, at least in the first year of Spanish football, and who were in the quarterfinals of the Champions League that year. Okay, at least that was VRL. This was Saarbrücken in the Diepic Pokal. There was no excuse for this. There is no excuse for this level of talent to fail at this stage of the competition and in the end it comes back to the coach I guess in the second half things were just it was just so 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 like pedestrian really you had Tuchel making triple subs at the 60th minute why did he make those subs why did he bring on Muziala, Gnabry and Coman because there was no other choice he had no choice because there was the way Bayern Munich were playing, you got the feeling that things weren't going to get better. It was more likely that the Saarbrücken would get to extra time and then penalties than it was that Bayern Munich would score another one, which is damning when you consider, like, just the players. I, I, I keep going coming back to this, just the talent on the pitch. Even then, they came on and you had this just comical U-shaped football, which was just over and over again trying to... Like, it was like a wave crashing on the rocks at Saarbrücken Beach or something like that. It was just pointless passing, corners, free kicks, just nothing in terms of real penetration except for one or two chances, I think, which was, again, by Thomas Muller himself. Nothing went right for Bayern Munich. And then right at the end, when Bayern were a little bit distracted, you had a moment where Saarbrücken went down their right side where Alfonso Davies was on the left, and they cross it in, no one was in the middle, and they slaughtered it home past Manuel Neuer, and it was too late by that point for Bayern Munich to do anything else, and we lost 2-1. And not only did we lose 2-1, in the first half, Matthias Delict, thanks to the state of the pitch, he hyperextended his knee, and it looks like it could be a medial collateral ligament injury, which is not as bad as an ACL tear, but still pretty bad, because he could be out for almost the rest of the hindranda. This is the state we find ourselves in. Bayern Munich may have been completely ruined by this one game. And next we have Borussia Dortmund. I don't even know what we're going to do for that one. This game, what are the takeaways from this? I think the major takeaway here is that you can't just say all that matters is results. Because Bayern Munich's results so far this season, until this game, were really excellent. And then what happened here? It just means that you've spent all your time playing substandard, boring, one-note, pedestrian football, you're gonna get found out eventually. And it doesn't matter 
what the opponent is because this is football it's not a game like cricket where when one team is near the top of their game and the other team is just nowhere near in terms of talent that you will expect the top team to win 10 times out of 10 it's not that kind of game i have seen cricket games where you can tell the winner when the match is scheduled it's not even a competition whereas football is not it can swing wildly and the dap pokal itself is just a competition where these things happen and even so this should not have happened to Bayern Munich because the coach is supposed to be responsible for limiting what the opponent can do to you and Tuchel did not do that people will say that the reason this happened is because of Bayern Munich's lack of squad depth it's because Bayern Munich did not have a proper transfer window where we did not get the proper midfielders in or the proper right back or this or that I'm just gonna say this even if the squad is a little bit thin at certain positions there is something to be said about the fact that under Thomas Tuchel, Bayern Munich does not have a defined style of play. Bayern Munich does not have any defined patterns in attack. Bayern Munich does not get chances on a consistent basis. We score a lot of goals, for sure, but a lot of that is down to the fact that we have overwhelming individual quality in certain positions such as Leroy Sané and Harry Kane who can just make things happen on their own. There is nothing in terms of the fingerprint of the coach present on this squad. You cannot tell what the plan is when Bayern Munich loses the ball. The gegenpressing pressing system is practically non-existent. There is nothing in terms of a general blueprint of what to do when the midfielders get the ball from defenders. Ball progression is always such a laborious thing. It's always reliant on long balls or for the fullbacks to get the ball across. It is just... A whole total mess. Every player feels like they've regressed except Leroy Sané. And even today, Leroy Sané did not look good. He had his issues and he probably should not have started because maybe the fatigue is catching up to him and the pitch conditions were really bad for him. We could have been in a lot of trouble if Sané had also gotten injured. I'm glad, honestly, that Harry Kane did not come on. I'm going to defend Tuchel for that. If he had brought on Kane today, it would have been just another big blow to Kane that he played in a game that caused Bayern Munich to suffer a historic elimination it did not do him any favors when it happened against rb leipzig and now it's not going to do him any favors this time either he must be wondering what the hell did he step into after leaving tottenham ostensibly to win trophies as for other players matty tell very poor game from him i don't know what happened there i think it's more down to the fact that alfonso davies behind him was just so so it's hard to describe really. He was just switched off. He lost the ball so easily. He did not get forward all that often. He didn't his forward passing, his forward runs were just so poor. And that's what allowed Sarbrookin to keep Matty Tell very quiet because Tell is not the kind of winger when he's deployed on the wing that would really give you dribbles or passes or some something like that in comparison to a player like say for example Kingsley Coman. That is not to say that someone when he was replaced with Serge Gnabry on the left hand side in the second half, that it got any better. Really, it just stayed the same. Saarbrücken had Bayern Munich locked down completely. On the other side, Leroy Sané, as I said, not that great today. Chupo Moting, he had a few good moments in terms of just link-up play, but he's no Robert Lewandowski, he's no Harry Kane, and those limitations were on full display. He can shine in a proper system that feeds him lots of chances and gets the ball to him in the right positions, but in something like Tuchel system where it's mostly improvisation, with good players doing what they can to score, 
he just can't do it. He just can't get it done. Thomas Muller, he did score and he was trying his damned hardest to get things done, but it was just not enough because if one goal is not enough at this level, but the level of defending that Bayern Munich has shown this season, one goal is just not enough. In midfield, you had Joshua Kimmich and I believe it was Franz Kratzig. Kratzig had a really poor game. He is just, I feel bad for the kid. I guess this is just what happens when you start kids in big games like this. And this is why previous coaches like Eupankis and, well, um, Pep Guardiola never really used to start youngsters in knockout games in the DFB Pokal because it was his mistake that directly led to the Saarbrücken equalizer. I, I just feel bad for him because like this could haunt him for a very long time. I hope that the team is there to protect and to nurture this young talent because he's going to need it. It's a very dark time for Bayern Munich and I hope this doesn't cast a shadow over his career going forward. At the In the back line, you had Kim Min Jae had a very mixed game. I'm not really sure what to make of Kim's game, honestly. On the one hand, he made a lot of good passes. He made a lot of good interceptions. But on the other hand, some of his tackles were very late. And some of his passes, including the pass that he sent to Kratzig, I think, I think it was at him at least, that led to Kratzig being pressured, were very ill-advised. And his built-up play still needs a lot of work. This just goes to show why Dayot Upamecano is so important to this team. And it's important that he comes back very soon. Bunasar, Bunasar, not really that great. And he was part of the elimination to Holstein Kiel all those years ago. And he's part of this elimination too. I don't think that says anything good about him. But to be fair to him, neither of the goals that Saarbrücken scored came down from his side. And neither of them were his fault. The only thing you can blame him for is the fact that Sani had very little support on the right flank from Saar himself. It was just a tactical mismatch. As for the coach himself, what could he have done to make this better? It's 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 going to sound like a cop-out, but he just has to coach better. He needs to figure out how to get Bayern Munich scoring consistently, how to get Bayern Munich pressing consistently, defending consistently, how to get a team structure together. It is not impossible with the players that we have to beat Saarbrücken FC. Come on, anyone can say that, right? Anyone can see that Bayern Munich have better players than Saarbrücken and almost 99% of other teams that we face. Therefore, why can't Tuchel get better performances out of his team? Why can't Tuchel make sure that his attack creates a few more chances, a little bit more XG? Why can't Tuchel just make things work? It's one thing when you get knocked out by Manchester City. It's another thing when you get knocked out by Saarbrücken. I hope that this is a wake-up call for both the coach and the board. Hopefully the board more than the coach. Because I don't know if Tuchel is going to succeed with Bayern Munich, but the signs don't look good. He just doesn't seem to be able to figure it out. He doesn't seem to be figuring out the fundamentals, the pressing, the passing, the positioning, those things. Three Ps almost, I always call them. He just, it's all just so disjointed. Everything's reliant on individual players. And if he goes, maybe get someone like Flick in or Xabi Alonso or whoever, someone who can coach a system because there is no system at Bayern Munich. And without a system, Bayern Munich will not win anything else this season. It will be the first season where we have lost the Bundesliga and we're not going to get any further than the round of 16 in the Champions League. It is very good that we got a complete banter group in the Champions League because otherwise things would be very bad for us. If we had gotten a group like, for example, what Dortmund got, a group of death, or what we got last season with Barcelona and Inter, we would be on our way out 
we would be on our way to the Europa League this season, which I cannot imagine a worse humiliation, that more humiliating, in fact, than going out to the third tier side in the DFB Pokal. That is the type of humiliation that awaits us under Thomas Tuchel if we continue with this man. He is not working out for Bayern Munich. I'm not going to say that he's a bad manager because he obviously isn't. He won the Champions League, but he's not working at Bayern Munich. And it's long past the moment that we cut our losses and got rid of him and started a rebuild. That doesn't mean that the squad or the board is off the hook. Quite the contrary. Certain players on the squad need to go. The squad needs reinforcement in certain areas, especially centre-back and especially midfield. New midfielders need to be brought in, but that does not excuse the coach's performance so far, and he has to go. Every single game is like this. Every single game is a struggle. Every single game that we win is unconvincing, and it needs to stop. How much longer can a team like Bayern Munich afford to play like this? This Saarbrücken game, it costs us a trophy. The Leipzig game costs us a trophy. How many more trophies do we need to lose before Thomas Tuchel is given the sack and Bayern Munich can get back to being the actual Bayern Munich that we all know and love, the team that embodies Mia San Mia, because it does not feel like that team exists right now, and that is down to the man in charge, which is Thomas Tuchel. That's all I have to say. I don't know if anyone's going to agree with me, but I hope that at least I will not get those comments like, calm down, we just won 8-0, etc., etc., we just won this game. We just have our recent results, etc. Why are you criticizing the coach so much? I hope that's not going to be the case now. Because, you know, if people after this sit down and start defending the coach, then it was never really about the results, was it? It was just about proving our arguments right. You cannot, if your main defense of Tuchel was the result so far, then you cannot condone what we have just seen. Because this is the worst possible result for a team like FC Bayern Munich, which considers itself one of the best in the world and has the players on the team to back up that statement. That's all I have to say. Thank you for listening. Please leave your comments. I will read them and I will reply to them if they're on the blog. And follow us on Twitter at BavarianFBWorks. Find us on the blog where we have match observations, match awards, and quotes from the coach, the players, the staff, pretty much everything you can think of. And if Tuchel gets fired, you will know it first on Bavarian Football Works. So thank you for listening. Please stay tuned for our upcoming podcast where we go more in depth on this same topic. Good night.